Welcome to Music History Monday for December 21st, 2020. I'm Bob Greenberg, and the title of today's podcast is The Top ZZs, Frank Zappa and Zdenek Fibic. If you haven't already, please consider joining me on my subscription site at patreon.com slash robertgreenbergmusic, where I blog, vlog, podcast, pontificate, review, and bloviate four to six times a week. We mark and celebrate two composers born on this date. Zdenek Fibic was born on December 21st, 1850, 170 years ago today. Frank Zappa was born on December 21st, 1940, 80 years ago today. The two had more in common with each other than just a name that started with the letter Z. They were both eclectic composers who brought to bear in their music a wide variety of influences, influences that were deemed incompatible by their critics. Oh yes, their critics. As composers, both Fibic and Zappa were controversial. They both suffered from poor health and they both died young. Fibic at 49 and Zappa at 52. Frank Vincent Zappa was born on this date in 1940 in Baltimore, Maryland, the eldest of four children in an Italian-American family. Zappa's father, Francis, was a defense industry scientist, and as such, the family lived a peripatetic existence. Baltimore, then to Florida, back to Maryland, then to Monterey, California, Claremont, California, El Cajon, California, San Diego, California, and finally in 1956, when Zappa was 16, to Lancaster, California, an aerospace and farming community in the Antelope Valley in the Mojave Desert near Edwards Air Force Base. The young Frank Zappa was chronically ill, suffering from asthma, earaches, and all sorts of sinus issues. While still a child, he had pellets of radium inserted into his nose to treat his sinusitis, something that was at the time called therapeutic radiation, but what we'd call today really stupid. It's now understood that even such small amounts of radiation can cause cancer. And Zappa did indeed die of cancer, prostate cancer, on December 4th, 1993, 17 days before his 53rd birthday. He joined his first band as a drummer while attending Mission Bay High School in San Diego. From the first, Zappa's musical tastes were entirely Catholic, something that set him far, far apart from most rockers. According to Peter Buckley, writing in the Rough Guide to Rock, Rough Guides, London, 2003. Quote, As a teenager, Zappa was simultaneously enthralled by black R&B, Johnny Guitar Watson, Guitar Slim, doo-wop, the channels, the velvets, the modernism of Igor Stravinsky and Anton Webern, and the dissonant sound experiments of Edgard Varese. Unquote. Affirming this statement, Zappa himself wrote, quote, Since I didn't have any kind of formal training, 
It didn't make any difference to me if I was listening to Lightning Slim or a vocal group called The Jewels or Webern or Varez or Stravinsky. To me, it was all good music, unquote. All good music it was, and the influence of his wide-ranging musical tastes had a seminal impact on Zappa's own music, from his guitar playing and rock and roll works, to his electronic music, to his orchestral music performed and recorded by the likes of Zubin Mehta, Pierre Boulez, and Kent Nagano. Zappa's frankly uncategorizable music has indeed been categorized by those who are compelled to do so in a head-shaking variety of ways, including experimental rock, psychedelic rock, progressive rock, comedy rock, jazz, jazz fusion, avant jazz, classical, avant pop, experimental pop, doo-wop, and proto-prog. I will gladly admit that it wasn't Zappa's musical sophistication and eclecticism that drew me to him when I was 15, 16, and 17 years old, but rather the scathingly satirical, socially critical, and often magnificently vulgar albums he made with his band, The Mothers of Invention, or just The Mothers, which existed in various permutations from 1964 to 1975. Zappa and the Mothers were not just contemptuously critical of mainstream American society, of corporate America, consumerism, morality, politics, television, and music, but of the counterculture as well, with its pretenses to flower power and hippie love. Psychodelia, Zappa was a no-nonsense anti-drug proponent, rock opera and later disco. As Zappa himself put it, quote, we're satirists, and we are out to satirize everything, unquote. Satirize everything they did, and the teenaged me loved it. To my parents' unhappiness, my bedroom wall sported Zappa's famous Thigh Zappa Crappa poster, a large black and white photographic image of Zappa sitting on the toilet. From about the time I was 15, 1969, until I went away to university. Well, of course it's vulgar, duh. But tell me, please, what was more vulgar? The poster or the ongoing debacle in Vietnam, the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Bobby Kennedy, and the urban riots that followed, the mass political protests, the shooting at Kent State, and Nixon and Kissinger's illegal bombing of Cambodia, all of which occurred between 1968 and 1970 and were thus exactly contemporary with the poster? Besides, even the teenaged me understood that the poster wasn't gratuitously gross, but rather, metaphorically, it depicted Maestro Zappa crapping on the world as it existed at the time. Taken altogether, musically, socially, politically, Zappa and his music were controversial. The essayist and music journalist Robert Thomas Christgau, born 1942 and one of the first professional rock critics, rejected Zappa's music as being, quote, sexist adolescent drivel with meters and voicings and key changes that are as hard to play as they are easy to forget, unquote. During his lifetime, 
Zappa was twice nominated and twice denied admission into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Critics claimed his work lacked emotional depth. Yet Zappa's supporters remain more numerous and rather more influential than his critics. According to the Rolling Stone Album Guide 2004, quote, Frank Zappa dabbled in virtually all kinds of music. And, whether guised as a satirical rocker, jazz rock fusionist, guitar virtuoso, electronics wizard, or orchestral innovator, his eccentric genius was undeniable." Unquote. Writing in 1992, Don Men, the editor of Guitar Player magazine, asserted that Frank Zappa was, quote, the most important composer to come out of modern popular music, unquote. According to the conductor, musicologist, and lexicographer Nicholas Slonimsky, who was featured in Dr. Bob Prescribes on December 10, 2019, quote, I admire everything Frank does because he practically created the new musical millennium. He does beautiful, beautiful work. It has been my luck to have lived to see the emergence of this totally new type of music, unquote said the conductor Kent Nagano, quote, Frank is a genius. That's a word I don't often use. In Frank's case, it is not too strong. He is extremely literate musically. I'm not sure if the general public knows that, unquote. Better late than never. In 1995, two years after his death, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame finally got its act together and admitted Zappa to its hallowed halls, stating that, quote, Frank Zappa was rock and roll's sharpest musical mind and most astute social critic. He was the most prolific composer of his age, and he bridged genres, rock, jazz, classical, avant-garde, and even novelty music with masterful ease, unquote. That he did. Frank Zappa, bless him, doesn't in fact need my help to be remembered. But here's someone who does. Stenek Fibic, 1850 to 1900. Fibic was born in Sheborish in Bohemia on December 21st, 1850, 170 years ago today. A big, powerful-looking man, he sadly had a rotten ticker, and he died in Prague some two months short of his 50th birthday on October 15, 1900. Fibic was one of the three great 19th-century Romantic-era Czech composers, along with Biedrich Smetna, 1824-1884, and Antonin Dvorak, 1841-1904 a worthless but amusing bit of information concerning Biedrich Smetna. The first computer I owned that had a spell check function attempted to change Biedrich Smetna to Bedrock Smegma. We rightly ask, if Zdenek Fibic was so great and important a composer, why have so very few of us actually heard of him or his music? It's a good question, and the answer is politics.
Here's the story. Today's Czech Republic consists of the territories of Bohemia, Moravia, and Czech Silesia. During the 16th century, these Czech lands were slowly absorbed into the Austrian Habsburg Empire, also known as the Holy Roman Empire. By 1618, the Protestant Czechs had had enough of their Catholic Austrian overlords, and the Czech National Assembly, or Diet, revolted, making them a revolting Diet. Having tossed a couple of Austrian ambassadors out of a high window of Prague's Haradkani Castle, an event referred to as the Defenestration of Prague, the Czechs went to war with the Austrians and in doing so initiated the Thirty Years' War. Sadly, it was a case of the mouse that roared. The Czech army was squashed, after which the victorious Austrian Habsburgs were in no mood to be benevolent. They outlawed Protestantism and forced the Czech people to convert to Catholicism. And in a process of what was called forced Germanization, banned the Czech language and Czech culture. I would tell you that this created an anti-Austrian slash German anti-Catholic sentiment that lives on to this very day. In 1806, the Holy Roman Empire slash Habsburg Empire ceased to exist thanks to its defeat at the hands of our little Corsican friend, Napoleon Bonaparte. Yes, the Czech lands were still nominally part of Greater Austria, but it was a much smaller and weaker Austrian state, and thus began a rebirth of Czech culture. The Czech language and Czech literature were revived, and a spirit of nationalism increasingly dominated Czech lands as the 19th century progressed. Biedrich Smetna was the first major composer to write Czech language opera and to employ Czech folk music and folk-like music in his concert works. Antonin Dvorak followed suit, and both Smetna and Dvorak were embraced as Czech national heroes. But not so Fibic. Here's why. Fibic's father was a Czech-born forestry official, but his mother, Marie, who homeschooled the boy, was a highly cultured, German-speaking native of Vienna, <laughs> the evil empire. Fibic learned to speak German before he learned to speak French. He received the bulk of his advanced musical education not in Prague, but in the German cities of Leipzig and Mannheim where he fell under the spell of such German Romantic composers as Karl Maria von Weber, Felix Mendelssohn, Robert Schumann, and Richard Wagner. When Fibic returned to Prague to stay in 1874 at the age of 24, his music was routinely savaged by the musical community for its Wagnerian leanings. Despite the quality of his music, the New Grove Dictionary of Music and Musicians refers to him as, quote, the greatest Czech Romantic composer, unquote. And despite having served as the deputy conductor and choirmaster of the Provisional Theater in Prague from 1875 to 1881, by 1884, Fibic had been blacklisted by the musical establishment, as represented by both the National Theater and the Prague Conservatory forcing him to make his living as a private teacher. 
we would observe that the criticism and blacklisting has nothing to do with the superb quality of Fibic's music and everything to do with the nationalist politics of the time. Even so, I still cannot fathom Fibic's treatment by his Czech contemporaries. His symphonies, three in number, and orchestral tone poems on Czech subjects are wonderful. And even if his music does not naturally speak with a Czech accent like that of Smetna and Dvorak, he had no qualms about inserting Czech folk tunes into his works in order to evoke local color. Yes, his Czech language operas employ Wagnerian techniques, like leitmotifs and Wagner's treatment of the orchestra. But Fibic's operatic setting of the Czech language is brilliant and characteristic, imbuing those operas with a Czech language-inspired rhythmic sensibility and melodic shape. I realize that this is a Music History Monday post. Nevertheless, in the spirit of Dr. Bob Prescribes, I'm going to recommend a recording of a piece by Fibic, his piano trio in F minor of 1872. Though he composed the trio when he was just 22, I can assure you that it is no student work. Cast in three movements, it is a full-blooded, fully mature composition, virtuosic in its execution and orchestral in its impact. The best of birthdays to you both, Frank Zappa and Zdenek Fibic. Thank you. To sample and download one or all of my many courses on subjects musical produced by The Great Courses slash The Teaching Company, please visit my website at robertgreenbergmusic.com.